last year, thousands and thousands of Australians took to the streets to demand better coverage of issues of racial injustice here in Oz. And I think it raised a very good question, is that why does most of Australia know the name George Floyd, but not many know the names David Dungate Jr. and TJ Hickey? Um, and so, you know, what we set out to do at Lab Bible Australia, you know, reaching half a billion people worldwide, or over half a billion, is is look at ways to use our audience to kind of support support what Australians are after in, in terms of better coverage here. And so, you know, the first step there was reaching out to the National Justice Project and National Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Legal Services, um, the Asian Australian Alliance, Islamophobia Register, Deadly Connections, Refugee Council of Australia, all together now, Human Rights Commission, among many other partners, and really ask them how we can lend our audience to support the great work that they do. Mm. And so uh, what we did was launch the Unheard campaign in February of 2021 this year. And um, you know, what we aimed to do was uh, not only set an example across the Australian media landscape in terms of consistently covering these issues here in Oz and making sure that Australians were aware of what's happening on their own doorstep, uh, but also making sure that the information that was getting out there was, was coming from the voices of, of those who have impact, who've been directly impacted and making sure that those facts were there on both sides. Um, and so through that campaign and through telling those truths, we, we've so far been able to reach over 100 million people worldwide. Um, and we've helped generate over 250,000 signatures for our, our partners' petitions. Uh, and we continue to funnel our audience into supporting petitions and donation programs and volunteer programs. Um, but as we began to develop relationships with our partners and understand uh, the people and the communities they represent, you know, we, we started to identify these uh, particular cases that were emblematic of certain issues. And, and you know, as you kind of listed earlier, the... the issues that we address in each of the episodes, Indigenous deaths in custody, treatment of asylum seekers and refugees, targeting of Indigenous youth, attacks towards Asians during COVID, attacks towards the Muslim community and the vilification of the African community. We, we began to build these relationships with people directly impacted. And so, you know, one of the, the first families uh, that we, we got in contact with was uh, the Dungay family through National Justice Project. And, and hearing their story, we began to see an opportunity here to kind of really share their stories with the world. And rather than just speaking to Australians, and I think that's an important part to make sure all Australians are aware of what's happening in our country, um, but also to tell the world, because I think, you know, historically, putting a global focus on these issues really puts the pressure on, on the decision makers to start making positive change. And hopefully we can do that with the release of this docker. Australia has for decades um, gone under the radar globally with its treatment of First Nations peoples and people of other ethnicities. Uh, it's tragic in the sense that George Floyd triggered many Australians into action, but it's also been a very sad case within Australia of out of sight, out of mind, because for many years mainstream media did not give the type of coverage that was necessary. Many Australians would continue to say we're not a racist country. They were, in a sense, blind to what was happening in their own country. Many of the incidents involving Aboriginal people happen remotely. Why do you think Australians turned a blind eye for so long? Was it government's fault? I think it's a hard truth to come to terms with, 
you know, I think Australians, we generally view ourselves as very laid back and welcoming and, you know, we, we hold a lot of uh, pride in, in our mateship. Um, and so, you know, something as ugly as racism is something that's difficult to, to admit. And like you said, it, it's often a case of out of sight, out of mind. If people aren't seeing this in their daily lives, they feel like, oh, that's not an issue. And that, that makes sense to even in cases where people may live inland and never go to the beach and say, oh, I never see anyone drowning. But if you live by the beach, you know, you, you'll see people drowning all the time. And I think this is very much the case is that a lot of Indigenous communities are experiencing racism every day. And, you know, some communities may not see this, but it, but it is an issue. And, and you know, to, to give you an example, uh, during the production of the episode on Indigenous deaths in custody, during that time, we had to change our statistics several times because of the amount of Indigenous people who were dying in in custody. You know, during that, that period, I think it was over, over five Indigenous peoples uh, and had died in custody while we were making this episode. And so it's a very real and live issue um, and something that we absolutely need to address. And Jenny Leong, who's, a, who's an MP, uh, appears in one of the episodes on attacks towards Asians uh, during, during COVID. And she put it really well, saying that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but she essentially said it, it's reached a point where we just need to tell the stories and make people sit with them uncomfortably for a while. And I think... You know, how we've managed to, to go so long without addressing these issues is very much, like you said, out of sight, out of mind. But if we can reach people and a large amount of people to let them know these things are happening, uh, as George Newhouse said, the Director of National Justice Project, these things are happening every day of every week of every year. It's just that we don't see it. And mm -hmm. so if we can make sure those stories are getting out there and reaching as many people as possible, we can build awareness and, and out of that start to promote action towards, you know, positive results. Addressing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander incarceration rates within this country is again a, a long-standing issue and one that the wider public don't seem to want to be a part of any process but what we do see is bigger jails being built, more police and more arrests. Now obviously we, as a nation we're not going in the right direction until we start to get some very basic issues resolved. Exactly right. You know, the Royal Commission in 1991, um, you know, showed that our prison population was uh, around about 14% uh, Indigenous. And 30 years, you know, there was a number of recommendations that were made to start to rectify that and deter um, Indigenous people away from incarceration. But instead, you know, in, in the last 30 years, that number has doubled. So in many ways, you know, the, the situation is getting worse. And I think what we really need to do is, is look at the, I guess, intergenerational trauma that has gone in um, and you know, these communities have been impacted by it. And then how do we, how do we rectify that? How do we start to, to, I guess, adjust systemic racism that, racism that has been built into the system? How can we adjust that to start to see more positive results for, for communities everywhere? Mm. Shahan, um, again, looking at racism, you're focusing on a number of different groups. And I think because, uh, uh, you know, some people may live closely within a certain community that has a, a number of Asians or a number of Greeks or a number of Italians, they become very, very familiar with that community. But uh, and, and then we hear comments, well, I'm not racist. But uh, at the same time, if there's trouble within another group of people, people who've come to this country from overseas, 
people are very quick to label and start to build up barriers. And again, the media has had an enormous role in stirring people up. That is the case often. Um, and we, we try to address that in the documentary series as well. You know, there are some very traumatic and serious issues uh, that we deal with in terms of deaths and assaults. Um, but we also look at the mental impacts that it has and how, even as children, uh, how the media portrays certain communities and to make children almost feel ashamed of their background uh, because of what they consume through media. And so, you know, I think, I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head in how we communicate uh, describing different communities is you know, very important for our future and, and the perception of, of future Australians. It's a very broad uh, topic to cover, and um, I'd imagine that the research that's gone into it uh, has, uh, in a sense, opened up a can of worms. I mean, the producers and the people involved, I'm sure, were learning every day. But uh, as a nation, putting these issues out there and putting it in people's faces so they do have to sit uncomfortably with it, it's sad in a sense that it will take something like that before governments respond. Australia is a very, very rich nation. We have a relatively small population. Why can't we get it right in putting money into areas that would make the lives of certain ethnic groups better, but also at the same time address this, the historical issues of the, of the wide Australia policy? It's interesting that you say that about having that information out there and and it being very confronting, and then looking at the solutions behind it. What we did in, in the making of this, this series is we tried to collate all different media that has basically covered this over the years. So you're, you're talking about radio, podcasts, TV news, TV interviews, newspaper articles. Um, wherever there's been coverage on these issues, we tried to collect all of that to, to make the point that this is being covered. You know, People are talking about this already but nobody's really doing anything about it. And if we can collect all of the different voices that are speaking on these issues, that you know, what we hope we've done as well uh, in the documentary is, is put it in, um, in very simple terms to say you know, these, these issues are out there, it is being discussed, uh, but when you're getting just drops of it here and there and it's not, um, you know, not really effectively driving to, to the core of the issue, you know, to, to talk about... Um, an assault against a Muslim woman, Muslim woman. You know, people might see that as an isolated incident and say, "Oh, that's terrible that that happened." But when you look at the larger picture and you realise how often this is happening, um, and the lack of systems in place in our in our um, in our government and in our, our police systems to be able to track that and monitor that, I think that's really when you begin to see the, the broader issues behind it. You know, to, to connect with our audience, you know, we try to start each episode. Uh, from a human level, and saying and telling a story about a mother who's lost her son, or a, a daughter who tried to take her mother to the theatre and was attacked, or two sisters trying to go to the shop who were threatened with a knife because of the way they looked. Uh, and I think that's something that all humans can connect with to understand that oh, okay, if my mother was in danger, or my son, or my sister, you know, that's something that could happen to me. But then when we start to bring together the news around it and the statistics you start to see much broader issues here. And I think, you know, really what we, we need, I think, um, to drive positive change and see those changes in system is, is a mass awareness of what's going on, is a, an, 
you know, a desire uh, or at least a pressure to, to, to say, look, here are the issues and, and we need to address these effectively. You know, I think in the history of Australia, 21 people have been um, convicted of hate crimes despite thousands and thousands of reports each year. You know, and I think that does speak to, to perhaps a, a lapse in the effectiveness of the systems that we have in place. And so hopefully going out to a global audience with this documentary series and with the campaign, uh, we'll be able to put that focus on the decision makers in Australia and, and hopefully that'll lead to some, some results. Going forward, uh, education of young people, uh, giving them the true history of this country, the non-anglicised version, versions from people who have come from overseas, their journeys. Uh, why is it important that these stories be told to young people? So going forward as a nation, perhaps we can change. I think they're the youth of the future and we need to absolutely make them aware of, of the world that they're growing up in. You know, we're seeing some great great activism from uh, the youth population in Australia to drive changes in climate. And I, you know, I think, you know, making sure that they're aware of the world that they're growing up in, um, you know, can, can make sure the world's going to be a better place. With We, you know, one of the subjects in the in documentary series uh, talks about how uh, he was you know, pushed to the brink of suicide because of how he was treated by his peers. And generally children aren't growing up racist, you know, they're, they're learning this from somewhere. And so if we can reach the youth audience and let them know about these issues, you know, I think that gives them strength in, in being able to deal with racism uh, in a day-to-day basis. You know, we're not going to solve racism overnight. This is going to take time. Um, so as many people as we can equip with the knowledge of, of where we are now, I think the more united we're going to be.